on CityCast Madison. It's Thursday, so of course, we're dishing on Madison's food scene. To quote the great Mark Twain, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. One thing we don't joke about in Madison is our good spirits, which we have an abundance of, and even more now. Local craft distilling is on the up and up, and liquor distilleries are growing in popularity and number. We sat down with our friend Lindsay Christians, food editor at the Cap Times, to learn what our local distillers are stirring up. It's Thursday, July 20th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Lindsay, hello! Hi, how are you? I'm tooty pretty good, apparently. <laughs> we are about to talk about something pretty fun, something we both like, spirits, distilleries. Heck yeah, this was really fun to research, actually. It's fun to see your research. We are spoiled. So <laughs> how many local distilleries do we have in the Madison area? So I had to count this up. I think it's like six or seven. But the thing about that number is that it doesn't reflect a couple things that are like on the border. So Plain Spoke Cocktail Company, for example, on King Street, they're making their own spirits, but they're mostly for use in those Plain Spoke canned cocktails. Or at the cocktail bar, they have this like cool little cocktail lounge that's like up above on King Street near Youngblood. Okay, yeah, yeah, like across from the Majestic. Yes, exactly. And so they're making their own spirits, but then they're using them there. But I don't think they're really bottling them up to be sold in bottles. They're made in like these big liter things and they use them at the cocktail bar and they use them in their canned cocktails. And then Imaginary Factory is another example, too, where he I think he's got like a rectifying license or something like that or like a distillery license, sort of. But he doesn't think of himself as a distillery, even though he's making his own spirits and his own products and he's serving them there at the bar. I love Imaginary Factory what they're whipping up over there. Like those drinks are super... It's really fun. Yeah, herbaceous and stuff and lots of like vegetables and it's it's kind of wild. Yeah. If you count those, I think we're up to like eight or nine. It's It starts to get a little bit higher. We've heard a lot about breweries. I feel like breweries are the, the bad chick in town <laughs> for the past decade. Do you think distilleries get the shine they deserve? I, I feel like I'm biased because I'm... I'm a little anti-beer. Don't tell anyone. Uh, not anti. I'm just not a beer drinker. No one will learn this. <laughs> exactly. But I really think distilling, especially in the Madison area, has has sort of been quietly building. You're seeing fun expansion and also some maturity from some of the earlier distilleries in that like they're releasing whiskeys and things now, things with age on them, which is exciting. Mm, that is exciting. So like generally, what spirits are the most popular to produce here? So everybody pretty much makes whiskey, gin, vodka. You see a lot of brandy being made out of like Wisconsin grapes because a lot of the distilleries want to work with things that are close by. So again, like with whiskey and gin, you're seeing like wheat base, grain base. A lot of places make liqueurs. So there are a lot of honey liqueurs, things that are made with honey. Domolo's is one that's made with honey. I think it's distilled from mead. There's the honey liqueur at Old Sugar. 
And then you see a lot of these kind of fun liqueurs like hibiscus and cucumber and cranberry, Wisconsin cranberries. Wow. Yeah. Let's dive in, girl. <laughs> Let's talk about um, the brandy old fashioned, because I feel like that's kind of the most quintessential Wisconsin cocktail, or at least it's considered that. What local brandies do you love? I really love the brandy from Wallersheim. There's a couple. They have the cocard, which is sort of a cognac made in that very French style, all with Wisconsin grapes. The cool thing at Wallersheim is they can make a wine that is specifically used for their brandy because it goes right from wine to brandy. I know Old Sugar has made not only brandy, but also brandy liqueur. I used to love that brandy liqueur. It's beautiful. Yeah. But the Wallersheim, they have one called the 1876 Press House, which is their flagship spirit. And it is so, I remember when I first tasted it a few years ago, it's so delicate and floral and just a lovely brandy. And it's really nice, I think, to have a brandy old fashioned with Wisconsin brandy. Like, that feels good. Yeah, that feels extra good. (laughs) Are you um, more of a bourbon gal, though? (laughs) I am. My old-fashioned is a bourbon old-fashioned press. You know, press meaning that you're cutting the seven up with soda to make it a little bit less sweet. And my bourbon of choice is the J. Henry bourbon. They're made up in Dane, Wisconsin, which is north of here. And Liz Henry is incredible. And their bourbons are just Beautiful. So something that's really fun that you got up to is the Dancing Goat. You recently profiled their distillery. Um, Specifically, they like offered a distilling workshop, which you called Build a Bear with Booze. (laughs) It looks so fun. I saw a reel of you (laughs) like dancing around. We got to know, where's the stash of Lindsay original vintage? Oh, my goodness. So the Gin Academy at Dancing Goat in Cambridge is something where you can sign up for 101, which is like really basic and they give you the recipe and they like build it kind of with you or 201 where you get to play a little bit more and have a little bit more fun with it, kind of do what you want. It's about two hours. It includes like a little distillery tour. And then there are these tiny stills where you can literally make your own gin in your own individual pot still. It's so cool. You have to wear goggles. I don't know if you saw on the reel, like if you don't have glasses, I had to wear goggles just in case I guess something exploded. I'm not sure. Getting real scientific. We had tiny little copper cups that we were using to like taste our gin. Ruthie, our photographer, and I were like making our gin together. We chose um, a very like herbal floral kind of blend, but like there are different directions you can take the flavors. And then as it's distilling, you can taste how it changes because different botanicals have different extraction times. So at first, it just tastes like straight ethanol. <laughs> and then it ta- you're like, oh, OK, now I'm getting like a little bit of the, the chamomile or whatever we put in there, you know, the, the cardamom Yikes. flavors or you're getting a little bit more of the citrus peel or it's just it's so interesting. And then you end up with a gin that is just the one, like the one that you made. You have to let it sit for like five days. I have not opened it yet, actually. But I was going to call it the CT gin. And Ruthie was like, no, it's got to be the Lindsay gin, which is half Lindsay, half Ruthie. <laughs> like you're a little drunk and you're saying my name. Yeah. Oh, like a little, like a toddler. It's Lindsay yeah. gin. No gin for Lindsay. Right. <laughs> okay. That sounds so fun. Also, could this be a profitable side hustle for a journalist? (laughs) (laughs) Asking for a friend. (laughs) It takes long enough to make. I mean, it's sort of like there are bitters classes you can take where you can learn how to make your own bitters. And those are really fun to do. But I get the impression it's easy to make bitters, but it's hard to make them well. 
And in a similar way, the Jin Academy is designed so that you can't screw up that much. Like you, you can make an unbalanced Jin, but you won't make a bad Jin with the things that they're giving you there. Yeah, a ton of people could enjoy this. Even maybe some people don't really like the pininess of Jin. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you could change that? You know, the proportions and totally. So juniper is the thing that makes Jin Jin, but juniper can be kind of like rosinous or waxy or really green and fresh or, you know, or piney. You can get these different qualities out of the juniper. And I think it depends on the other ingredients that you're using to kind of balance it out. It's alchemy. Yeah. I guess part of what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot going on in making a really beautiful balanced gin. And I'm glad to leave it to the professionals. You know, you mentioned this and I just wanted to touch back really quickly about Wollersheim. It's a winery, but they started selling cocktails in a can. Have you had those? I have. They're they're actually really good. They they remind me of the kind of thing that I would want on a boat. Oh, okay. Cuz otherwise I'm going to make a cocktail in my house the way I would make a cocktail, right? But if I'm like out on a boat, I love a cocktail in a can. Like yeah. or by the just by the lake on the lake. They have been making spirits since 2010. Wow. So for a minute, right? And I went out there to visit in part because when I went to, there's a big distillery event every year in May. It was at Bree Stevens this year called Distill America. And when I went there, I noticed that Tom Lenners, who's a distiller at Wallersheim, had these three bottles of rye with a different yeast strain in each of them. And to me, that's very much like an experimental winemaker move to say, how are these things going to play different if I put a little bit of different yeast in each of them? Um, and you get different characteristics. I got to taste them out at the distillery, which was really fun. He's doing some really cool stuff in terms of like aging in port barrels. And he's he did a collaboration with Sky High, which is an orchard in Baraboo. It's totally great. And they're doing, it's part cider, part rye, and they're doing like a little flask kind of size of it. It's only going to be available oh, at the orchard. my God, yeah, you guys, this it's is delicious, right? That side, okay. If you don't know the cider there, it runs out. People were upset, like revolt levels of upset when Sky High doesn't have cider. Like that stuff is so good. That sounds incredible. Yeah. So there's cool stuff like that that he's doing. He's he's doing a lot with local grain, like Wisconsin grain, which some of the other distilleries do too. Like State Line, for example, does a lot with local grains, like Meadowlark, um, which is Wisconsin grown. And that's really cool. There's a reason that Wisconsin distilleries don't make a lot of tequila or rum because those things like agave does not grow here. Yeah, it's not our space. (laughs) Yeah, right. We don't have a lot of sugarcane and molasses, you know, we just don't. So we're focusing a lot of these distilleries are really focusing on the ingredients that are local to the upper Midwest that are easily grown and found here to make really beautiful spirits that have that taste of place. You mentioned Stateline, and I just want to talk about them and firstly clear up any confusion for folks who think that they might be located on the Stateline. They are in Madison. Yeah. (laughs) Tucked away in an industrial part of the Isthmus between Willie Street and East Wash. Do you know why they named it Stateline? They are named Stateline because John Lezeva, the owner, wanted to really focus on products within the Stateline. I heard Stateline and I thought Illinois. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) But that's not it. 
he really they're just focusing on basically Wisconsin producers and Wisconsin ingredients. And I have to say, I have such a love for state line. We're kind of there a lot. We did New Year's there this year. It was a blast. The theme was nobody likes you when you're 23. Blink 182, of course. I love their coffee liqueur. And I also heard they're making whiskey now. Yes, they are. So they have been making whiskey from day one, but it's now finally going to be available because it has to age. I think I think they aged it for five years. It is going to be released on July 30th. Very exciting. They're having a launch party and event. This is a blend of Wisconsin malted barley and Scottish peated malt aged in new and used white American oak barrels. I'm reading Here's the fun thing about there's lots of fun things about Stateline. But one fun thing is that if you go if you're on like a they have a short list of people who help them bottle who like volunteer to help bottle. And if you go and you work a shift at the bottling line, you get a bottle of whatever you bottled right to take home, which is how we've gotten some fun chins and some uh, various things. The coffee liqueur, I think we got because my husband worked a bottling shift. That's pretty fun. (laughs) Take some goodies. Yeah, the whiskey is on allocation, so they're not doing that for the whiskey, uh, which I think is really telling because they have just they just have a very small amount that they're going to be releasing. So get it quick if you really want it. I love what they do. They have a bitter liqueur that they make. Mike McDonald, who is their I think he's called like a spirits ambassador or something. He will come up with like ways of making his own bitters and different kinds of concoctions and just beautiful things. He did this whole experiment with non-alcoholic spirits earlier this year during dry January where he like made versions of all their spirits in non-alcoholic forms. Fun. We love that. Yeah. So I love the spirit of experimentation there. And I really like they have a couple of gins. They have an American style gin and a London dry. And the London dry is so beautiful in cocktails. It's so citrusy and bright and fresh. It's just delicious. And there's a whole event happening in that area, in that little industrial park. Like like you mentioned, Imaginary Factory is located right over there. It's it's kind of popping off. It's the I hear about it all the time. Old Sugar is also on the Madison's East Side. And I remember when Stateline was opening John was like, I want there to be like this little distillery district in Madison, which I thought was cool. Old Sugar might be one of the best known distilleries, right? So Old Sugar, yeah, it was one of the first. That one in Yohara Bay have been around for a bit now. Old Sugar is, I think the thing that I think about it most often now is for that beautiful event space that they have. They have this extra area that's like next to the main tasting room there at 931 East Main. And so that I feel like it's always just full of people doing cool stuff like doing trivia or I think I passed by like some kind of a a wedding related something rehearsal dinner maybe who knows but people were having a great time they've got board games out you know and it's just a really cool space (laughs) and they've started doing collaborations with the deliciouser which is like right next door. So that's really cool, And you cool love the too. Deliciouser. I love I the Deliciouser. This. Yes. <laughs> They're amazing. Down for a Deliciouser. Well, let's talk about Downdren's a little bit, because they have a really great patio, a whole like cocktail garden, and they also make a maple liqueur, which sounds very legit. Yeah. Their liqueurs are beautiful. I really love their liqueurs a lot. They're also really big on the, the Bloody Marys, so you can get a lot of fun variations on Bloody Marys at Downdren's, and that's really fun. They are also doing uh, pro wrestling uh, in a few weeks, which I thought was totally wild. Wait, what? It looks like they're legitimately hosting pro wrestling. So, <laughs> What? <laughs> they're going to host pro wrestling? A SmackDown? 
Doesn't that sound wild? Oh my gosh. Destruction at the distillery. Okay. Yeah. I love it. That's really, really awesome. Isn't that nuts? I love it. I love it. And you mentioned Yahara Bay. They closed their tasting room in January. What's new with them? So they are doing a lot of contract distilling. You get a lot of really cool things out of Yahara Bay that don't say Yahara Bay on them because they're making so many different things. So for example, I was scrolling through this and just taking a look at what I recognized. The Cider Farm in Mineral Point has a beautiful apple brandy that Yahara Bay makes for them. Domolo's, which I mentioned, which is that honey spirit. There are a couple of <laughs> the peanut butter and jelly deli apparently has cream liqueurs that Yahara Bay makes. Ooh. <laughs> That's a choice. I really love the limoncello that they make. It's just so lovely. Um, and they make a really good coffee liqueur there, too. Yeah. And there's a new kid on the block, Awilden. That's one of the brewers from Carbon 4. Jeff Olson, who, as you mentioned, is associated with Carbon 4, has this dream of having a brew stillery, making beer and distilled spirits. Brew spring stillery? He basically, what he wants to do is, and what he's been doing, is he'll make a, a spirit and make beer that have the same flavor profiles or the same kinds of ingredients. Okay. So, you know, he'll have him make a Jennifer, which is kind of similar to a gin um, or a barrel-aged Jennifer, which he also has. And then he'll release a beer that has some of those exact same flavor notes. It's just fun. Yeah. He's using old school recipes and these very old traditions of spirit making and he's coming up with things that we haven't really seen in madison before so that's really exciting and he's got a new tasting room out in sun prairie area i'm a brandy old-fashioned girl and i and and i also like beer you don't like beer Mm -hmm. but we're all welcome and there's more places to go check out if people want to know more about what's going on with distilling in wisconsin and they want to know what's coming to madison for example every may is distill america Save the date. It's usually like the third or fourth Saturday in May. Uh, it was a Bree Stevens this year. I, I imagine it may stay there for 2024. It's really fun. You get to taste a ton. It's just, it's a great time. And you get to discover all kinds of new things that are going to be showing up behind bars all over the city. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. That's Lindsay Christians, food editor at the Cap Times. You should check out our show note for links to all the distilleries we mentioned. And here's what else Madison's talking about. A pig named Rudy. Today's the day Madison officials gave a small pet pig to get out of town. Public health officials are seeking to evict this Madison resident who's been living with his owners in a house on the west side for more than a year. Rudy's been dubbed the mayor of the Southwest bike path for delighting neighbors, except for one, apparently, because someone called the city. And it turns out there's an ordinance on the books against pet pigs. Some neighbors are now calling on city council to change the ordinance. Save Rudy! Should pigs be allowed to be kept as pets here? What do you think? Let us know. We're at madison at citycast.fm. In non-swine related news, this weekend has some heavy hitters on the music scene. Barring heavy rain, on Saturday, there's a free outdoor concert, Madison Opera in the Park at Garner Park. You'll hear music from Bernstein to Mozart to Sondheim and more. And hey, if opera isn't quite your scene, maybe this Saturday's all-day punk rock fest is. 
The third annual Snot Fest Hardcore and Punk Festival will be held at The Crucible, featuring Madison bands Rogue Rat and Disconnect, and a whole roster from across the Midwest. We'll toss links to both of those events in our show notes. Rock on. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who orders their bourbon neat? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Ciao. idea why I say ciao, but it just is the most fun to me. Ciao is kind of good with food, you know?